Okay, seven o'clock, and we'll call the meeting to order. Thank you, Jake. Meeting's called to order. Okay, um, let's see if I can ask um, Mr. Allen if he would lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. Please remove your hands. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, um, roll call. Okay, I'll get the names right here. Uh, Council of the two. Here. Councilman Moker. Here. Sir. Councilman Stade. Here. And Councilman Gordon. Here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Reading and approval of the minutes. So there were just a couple of things that I noted um, in reviewing the minutes uh, um, on page, uh, and they're just minor typos. Uh, on page three of five, um, under Councilmember Lateau, it refers to Mr. Craig Biggs. I think that's just a typo. Should read Briggs. Uh, at the bottom of that same page, three of five, uh, where it says Mr. Kyle Kurth at the bottom, um, it says in the third sentence, the city will need will spend the eighty-five hundred on an as-need basis. I think it should read as-needed basis. And on. Uh, page four or five, under purchase request postpounder, motion number six, reads uh, stayed moved, and C Gordon seconded to approve purchase request for a gas powered post driver for Meridian from. Pacific Sales. I think should read from, and that was the only thing I noted. Have any corrections to the minutes? Okay. Madam Mayor, I move to approve the um, agenda, as, I mean, the minutes as amended. Second. All right. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Sorry. I have a couple things to mention. Okay. All right. Um, <coughs> opening remarks, housekeeping items, and uh, executive session requests. And in the opening remarks, our um, uh, city clerk, um, Mr. Ron Musson, who is um, taking over for Stephanie Hogue, um, had some opening remarks. Well, I got a couple things, changes on the agenda for you. One is uh, the Chamber of Commerce will not have the report this evening for you. And secondly, I found as I was <coughs> working in the office, I found the, the applications for city council that's vacant who applied. I have those to share with you this evening. So we'll add that to the agenda. <coughs> okay. Under which item would you like to? Uh, I assume it would be under new under items for discussion or under new business. Yeah. So do we need to discuss those tonight? Or well, just no, I'm just, just going to share them with you and then Perfect. probably want to add them on the agenda at a future time, I suppose. Yes, that would be on the agenda next time. Okay. okay. At this time, I'd, I'd like to ask council to a vote of no confidence against the mayor and city of Benton City. If you're in agreement, please say aye or raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, once you hear the facts, you may want to retake the minute. Uh, thank you. This stems from not just the last incident that you're referring to, but many, many more over okay. your last tenure. And then let's hear it. I'm ready. Don't want to speak to that right now. I want the attorneys to review it for executive session materials. 
and then if, I'll be happy to bring it if forward. If you have something to say against me, I want it done in public. I'll tell you that right now. So do we. But we have to go through our process. Yeah. But we do too. So. Okay. I, in particular, opted to have something not stated in public because I wanted to reflect better upon us as council and as a mayor um, for a more unified thing that you, you know, we're trying to push for it to be public. So um, we'll speak in executive session and determine if we need to speak about it in the following meeting. Okay. All right. Moving on um, to the approval of the agenda. I would like to add some items to the agenda. Under items for discussion, uh, attorney representation for the council. So I guess that could be I, well, we move that to I1 before the executive session or afterwards, either way. I1 or I2. The second item would be to discuss the planning commission vacancy. I would like to add a temporary employee. We want to be careful here too. If we're adding items to the agenda, that does take uh, an affirmative uh, action of the council, so it needs to. It requires a motion and a vote. Because okay. we're, we're amending we're the amending. agenda. Mm -hmm. And those are all discussion items. Okay. And then would, would executive session be number four then? Or sure. Those I, I don't mind if we cover these items after it or before it either way. Which is more convenient. Which? Let's, let's do it afterwards. Okay. So I, two, three, and four. So executive, executive session. Oh, okay. perfect. Okay. 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 I'm sorry, what was the third item? Madam Mayor, I'd like to make a motion to accept the meeting agenda as amended. Second. All in favor? Aye. Okay, motion carries. The next item is visitor comments on non-agenda items. Yes. Hello, Shane Yoakum. Uh, due to recent events, I am withdrawing my letter of uh, requesting to be appointed to the council um, based on the emotions that are coming in both basically everywhere at this point. Uh, that's not what I wanted to do. I was hoping to build bridges. <clears throat> Apparently, that's not going to happen, and I'm really sad that that's where we're at. I am still planning to be here and record as I have been. I've said from the very beginning my goal was to promote the city and bring that type of positive force here. I still plan to do that in other locations uh, and I hope that I may be able to join the elected body in the coming time when this has all been resolved. Uh, the one thing I do have that I would like everybody to consider as issues are being, just forgot the word, sorry, um, being dealt with and solved that the council is, the mayor and the council, ensures that other areas of the city are looked at and supported so that the community and those outside the community are able to see that the everything is still happening. We are still a body of people who are excited about the community, but we have to resolve issues in within our government. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Are there any other visitor comments for non-agenda items? Mm -hmm. 
name is Don Allen, and um, good evening to all of you. Um, <clears throat> as you may know, um, I do on a regular basis, or have been, uh, I'm, thank you for not sending me a bill for wearing out your streets and sidewalks as I walk through them. But I know that that happens quite often, and I would like to make this a I'd like it to be a part of the record if, I, if you could. Um, during my walks, I noticed that the library that I go by every day uh, when I walk, um, the facial board, I don't know if you know what that is, but that's a board below the roof line on the building, is in dire need of paint. We should not allow a building like that, I understand that all of you uh, might know or do know that uh, the city takes care of the maintenance for the library. If it, if I might, I'm correcting that, I think. But the thing of it is, that's not happening and it's not being taken care of and it should be. And uh, I would expect that to be done as soon as possible. It's really rough, it's bad. Uh, I will also, as I make my path through the town, uh, I noticed that as I'm coming up the main drag there, and uh, last year I was when I was down through there, I noticed there was a contractor there, and I commend you all for uh, doing the old city hall and giving it a facelift. Uh, the contractor was there uh, working on it, and I commented to him that I thought he was doing a really good job, and the building looks really great from the outside, you know. So I commented that to him. And uh, so I'm glad to see that that's happening. And what makes me also think that uh, because that is happening, uh, that the city has taken the role of letting everybody know that our buildings need a new facelift. And you guys started that off by doing that. So that's, that's a ace in your corner because you started that where nobody else has as of yet. So it does look really good. So when I was here in previous meetings, I noticed there was money earmarked for the renovation of the hall. And uh, I'd like to know on what date do you plan to move back into the hall? Because it is the city's. And uh, I'd like to know what date that is that you're going to move back in. The temporary analysis of what I understood when this all started was that you were going to move into this building temporarily while that one was being remodeled. Um, I don't know what's, what's happened with that. I know that there was money earmarked for that at one time. Uh, but I don't think anything is going on with it. And I would ask City Council of what they know or don't know, maybe in another meeting we can, discuss, we can discuss that or what their plans are, if any. Because if, you, if we're looking at it as a building that has issues, that's well and good. But whether the city decides to renovate it for City Hall or rent it out or lease it out to somebody, it still has to meet code. And evidently, maybe that's an issue. So whether you sell it, rent it, or do something with it, you got to bring it up to code to do that. And if it, I don't know if that's in the plans, but I'm asking. So if you would take that to heart, I would appreciate something we can go on so something like this can happen. It doesn't make sense to me to support two city halls. We're supporting this one, and we have one. So. I just, if anybody would like to comment on that, I'd really like to hear that. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, the face looks amazing. It costs $85,000 for that face to make it up to speed as well as um, taking away an area where the water could seep in and, and cause more mold and also getting the sidewalk up to standards. The building is 70 years old, so I believe it's still like a discussion item. Um, we also had we kind of put it as a lower priority while we were looking at parks. You know, it was first it was one of the top priorities and then it kind of went down as we were looking at land acquisition and grants because we wanted to keep that money 
you know, aside so that we'd be prepared to do the matching funds. So that's a good thing to bring up for an upcoming topic. Um, one of the things that we haven't discussed at length was it's a 70-year-old building. Do we want to keep that building? Um, it cost almost $100,000 to um, investigate the cost of remodeling that building. Um, so that's something to consider that that's already been put in. And people, um, public members have said they loved the parking. They didn't like the parking because they had to pull out into the main road. And this they actually prefer. Um, so we have to look at, you know, weigh out the cost. Is it cost beneficial? And lastly, um, you know, um, with Sue Jenner on board, and she's amazing as a grant writer, um, we also know that if we are able to provide a facility that provides something for community members, like a community center, as well as a um, city hall in one, we're more likely to get grant money. And we also own the lot next to the library. So, or we could rent a building in town. So I'm not saying I'm set on A, B, or C. We just haven't had that discussion with new council to say, what are the cost benefit now that we know more that we've already invested 85,000 plus 100,000 to just get plans and it's 70 years old. Is it going to be a place where we want residents to come pay their bills and have meetings or do we want it to be have a, a greater purpose or a larger purpose to help youth and families and people getting GED classes and having a community, a bigger community center that's that has rooms that lock, et cetera. So it's just cost benefit, and then what, what is our purpose, overall purpose? And I don't think we've had a chance to have that discussion in quite some time. I would like to add one thing to that also, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on the amounts, but um, when we were looking at, gonna, we were gonna remodel, uh, and that was our intent, but the price went up almost double to what we were expecting to have to pay. It was four hundred some thousand dollars just to do a remodel in there, and that's where we put the we we were just pouring money into the building, and decided we needed to stop, and take a step back and decide what we wanted to do versus building a new community center possibly next to the library or what we really wanted to do, but it, we felt at the time that continuing to pour money into that building, not knowing um, how much it was really going to take either, that's why the price kept going up. They're, they're not sure what all we're gonna have to do to that building uh, when we start renovating. So those are other issues too, but I appreciate you bringing that up. We do need to put that back on in our forefront and, and discuss it and figure out what we want to do. I, I possibly can do that. We didn't have somebody that was going to take on the job, right? Didn't even have a problem getting a contractor. But just discuss I, again. I, I I appreciate what you're saying. It's been a long time. I don't know how long we've been in this building. Mm -hmm. We've been here for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you're talking about Don't dumping you? money down a down a boot. We're doing that here. Right. I agree. So yes. we need to I mean, figure it out. I mean, something needs to happen with it, and the deal is, if you feel the building is old, which it is, I'm sure. 70. Does that mean that you want to uh, level it, and, or, or does that mean that you can renovate it or, or sell it or something? But it's still going to have to meet code one way or the other. Whether you keep it or you dump money in it, you got to dump, got to do something with it. It just can't sit there. Mm -hmm. And so, if it's, is it usable as it is? No. no. Okay, so we started on something there, but we never completed it. So that's mm -hmm. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're already $185,000 into it, just to investigate the idea of using it. But at one time you did, at one time you did. When uh, the price a, was much less. Well, I'm saying that you, I was in a meeting where you had taken a, a large sum of money that was supposed to, that was earmarked for that, for City Hall. And at one time, I was at that meeting when that happened, and you passed it to renovate the city hall. But nothing ever happened, evidently. That's because the price increased on us. It, they had problems finding a contractor, and when they finally got one, the price had just about doubled. Mm -hmm. So that's when we decided to pull back and take another look at it and wait. Okay. I think this, I hope that something is done with it rather than just let it sit. Absolutely. And so. Uh, I don't like to see that happen. Maybe I need to take more walks to see what goes on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, very much. thank you. Okay. Um, any other? Uh, okay, Mr. Decker. 
Thank you. Dan Decker, Benton City. Uh, I got a couple of things on that this resolution that you had the corrections on page three of five when you were talking about what Kyle said in it. It says in there, JUB stated this type of application will easily re receive approval. It says JUB indicated it is unreasonable for the city to have saved 400000 toward purchase of a Vactor truck. And JUB indicated this is unreasonable given the opportunity the city can receive a grant. Anybody know what that means? Translate that? I I never did read the meetings, but that's not at all what was what was said. So, well, when I read that, and I looked at that four hundred thousand dollars, and and I I thought, I wonder how much that back a back truck gets used in Benton City. I have no idea. Uh, can you give me an estimate of how many hours a year a back truck is used? I don't know about the exact hours. I don't mean I know exact, just get me within. I would hours. say um, weekly the thing, especially during the summertime when we're cleaning, probably gets used, you know, when we were doing our cleaning 20 hours a week when we were going through and cleaning all of our lines. In, a, in one year's time, how many hours does that truck, is that truck be used? That we'll take the 20 hours times the 52 weeks. Really? Yeah. Not 52 weeks, it would just be during the summer, but. Well, let me just run the math on that for a minute. So 20 hours times 52 weeks, right? Or 50 weeks. Thousand. No, well, it doesn't get used that much. What, 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 what my, point, my point being, if take the hours the back truck is used for, for how many hours dur during a year? How much does that cost an hour for four for a $400,000 truck? And the other question I got is, maybe Kyle can answer, is what's wrong with the one we've got? Well, the one that we got was a temporary solution because we never had a Vactor truck before. Correct. So we bought a, an 80s model Vactor truck for Thirty thousand dollars back in the day, which I mean, back in the day was probably five years ago, and we pulled that money out of this money that we were saving to purchase a new Vactor or a newer truck because we didn't have the means to clean our sewer systems or our storm drainage lines or anything like that. So this opportunity came available. And we said, you know what? We'll use this truck. Why we still saved to upgrade the truck? Um, so we'll use this for however many more years, which we've been looking into and we've been slowly saving to possibly buy a newer one. Well, part of this that you're reading, what we found out was the city wasn't going to have to, like we figured, to spend that three or $400,000 on a Vactor truck because there was grants available for public works equipment. So that's where this stuff that you're talking about came into is that we could probably get a lot of that money funded and we wouldn't have to spend that much money out of our pockets, which before we had no idea that that was available to us as a city. So we're upgrading the truck because it is older. It doesn't do exactly everything we need it to do. And that was always our original plan as we bought this to get us through, to get us being able to clean our stuff that we never were able to before and we continually work on it because it's an old piece of equipment and we continually have maintenance issues with it. So to upgrade the truck to something newer that's easier to run, that's more user friendly, that's, that's gonna stay operating and just upgrade our fleet. I mean, we do that. We don't just run things into the ground and just have old dinosaur equipment like they used to back in the day. Kyle, before we, had, we purchased that, did we lease or contract with another agency to do that for us? No, we just never just never done did. anything. And then that's when we had issues all the time with our sewer systems right. and our storm drain and stuff. It was just, it was never done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once we got the truck and that was the hope is we need, we need to get a truck so we can maintain our facilities and our infrastructure. And that's why we purchased it because it was a good deal. 
and it would get us by until we could upgrade the piece of equipment, you know, right. just like we do with anything else. <coughs> okay, I appreciate that. I just want to know because I didn't want to see four hundred thousand dollars going out the door and, and and saying, okay, the truck's going to get get used once a week, and then it sits the rest of the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Now the other thing I got on this same same thing it says here. According to JUB, the typical the typical application fee will be approximately $2,500. And most likely the decamp system will be a standalone application for approximately $2,500. Now, you guys, you guys voted to accept this. Who, who accepts approximately from an engineering firm? Why? Why would you? Why, why, why don't you get a solid answer say, look, how much is it? That, this is, that's irresponsible. I believe we have approved up to $8,500 for those so, applications. So that's exactly what we did. You know, it was, you know, meeting with the engineer firm basically said, a typical application is $2,500 usually. And, you know, that all depends on what projects it is we're doing. Because more projects take to where... If it's a vacuum truck, that's a straight deal. That's a piece of equipment you're doing. But if you're going to like a decant facility or doing something like that, there's more engineering involved into that to figure out a plan, to put plans together, to figure out exactly what you want to do, and then get a cost estimate to even know how much money you're asking for. So it's a it's a bigger, longer process to go through. It's not just let's write some stuff down because we're trying to get a, you know, a, a piece of equipment and this, this, and this is why we want. There's no engineering involved into that as far as putting plans together. So it was that, you know, most applications would be 2500 to do that, which he had told us that for us of like wanting to get a Vactor truck and we talked about wanting to get a street sweeper, he had said those are pretty easy applications. We'll probably do both of those applications for $2,500 because there's not much entailed into being able to do that. So that's where it is of taking that and what West Richland did of talking to them how they do is they set a number. Let's set this number as this is how much we want to spend for the year, and we don't even have to spend it all. We're just we're just setting number because we don't. Maybe things come up, and maybe we don't have anything. But we set that number, saying not to exceed this amount. We want to do for this contract engineering. We have ideas of what we want to do. We want to do a vector truck. We want to do a street sweeper, and then we want to maybe do the decant deal. Well, that doesn't mean add up to eighty five hundred. So we might not even get to that. But that gives us room to maybe something else comes up that or they bring light to there's a different different program going on different grant opportunity to be able to do and we want to jump on it and we still have money in the coffers to be able to do that and also it's if we do go over to the 85 or get close to it well then that's a simple we come back to council and you guys approve that whether we want to or not based on what we want to do in the public works side so Really, of trying to set this up with JUB was to try to save the city money so we weren't just blowing $400,000 on a Vactor to where maybe we could end up, and that was the conversation. With that 400000 I mean, hopefully you'd be able to get all three of your projects with that money, which obviously there's legal, obviously if that some money we can't take it out of sewer and use on the street, so it's not like we could just use that, but that was the analogy. You got all that money instead of just spending all that money on one thing, we could probably get a whole lot of different things by doing some grant stuff and, and grant or getting with them, just like we do Sue Jetter on Excuse RCO me, Kyle, stuff. Point of order. So. Point of order. We'll be approximately. You guys, no. JUB's been in the business for how many years? 40, 50 years? And you guys are voting on approximately. That was my question. Well, the no. approved amount was eighty five hundred. We can no, yeah, we I, cannot I, spend more than that without further. I, approval. I understand that, but I think you got an attorney sitting right there. I get, I'll bet you ten to one he'll, he'll tell you if it's not set in stone, it doesn't mean diddly. Well, it's set in stone. They're not spending more than eighty five hundred. But when JUB is telling it's going to be approximately twenty five hundred dollars, approximately nothing. I appreciate. They've been in business for more years than you guys have been on been here. Right. 
I, I want to say that with bureaucracy, I have found that if we don't give some latitude, Kyle would have to come back to us because we meet once a month at the next meeting and say that was 2500 and now there's an opportunity to go for after this other thing to save us $300,000 and then we have to approve that and then another thing. So Kyle can, can bring before us that this cost 2500 this part was 3000 and then we can then we could have it expedited with saving months in between each progress. Anybody here that do not understand my point? I understand your point. Everybody? Kyle, come. would you estimate how much a street sweeper is? To purchase no, I'm not interested in what the cost Brand new for a street sweeper. Point of order. Two, point of order. K, K what about there? a decant system? Way more than that. Yeah. So would you, it's safe to say that we, we're spending about $8,500 to possibly get a million dollars worth of projects completed? It would be a pretty good sample, okay. yeah. Thank you. I, I want to I acknowledge you and validate what you're saying. We're, we keep talking about the cost benefit, and you're saying 8,500 approximate is, the, is, the, is your area. No, what I'm saying 25. is, is JEB and this, this thing you guys voted on say we're approximately 2,500. There's nothing set in stone. It's what I'm trying to tell you. Hey, if you're gonna if they're gonna do this, say no. This permit's gonna cost you 2,500. JEB's been doing this long enough. They know what the costs are. Mm -hmm. If you think they don't, you're fooling yourselves. Mr. Decker, I'm going to have to cut this short. Would you okay. mind, uh, please? I got two take... other things, Ms. Ms. Mayor. Okay, Ms. I'm sorry. Let's keep it short. I'll, I will. Uh, when this, when these applications come in for city council, I sincerely hope these you people interview the applicants in an open meeting. Then I hope you go into session and discuss it in executive session. And after that, that, that you come back out and then you, you talk about who's going to be on council and who and, and who's not. And I hope this isn't doesn't doesn't get behind a closed door type type situation. No, that is the process. And what you just explained, that is the process. I pulled this up on MRSC and they've got a thing on it on it how it goes. Typically, the council interview candidates in an open session as required by the Open Public Meetings Act before making the appointment. And you can, eva you can evaluate uh, qualifications in executive session, and then the vote to fill the vacancy must be an open session. So I sincerely hope you guys take it that, that direction. That being said, pertaining to Mr. Mopler's opening statement and vote of no, requesting this vote of no confidence, Probably going to be an interesting year. Some years back, some years back, while I was fully employed, I did a recall on the mayor in Benton City. I lost, but that mayor was dead meat after that, just because of the bad publicity. I hope I don't have to do a recall in triplicate on council members. This. This city is a strong mayor council. And I'll tell you what now, if you think you're gonna twist this around where it's gonna be a strong council and the mayor's gonna be just a, just a figurehead, that, that has to go to a vote before the public. Absolutely. And this is not gonna go well. Thank you. So we'll move on now to the regular reports. Engineer's report. So what I have on the engineer's report is uh, lift station six is up and running on its own power. It's not running off the generator anymore, so that's a great deal. So we're not having to maintain and look at that generator all the time to make sure it's working. Um, so the project itself is is going really well. I mean, we're getting to the point where it's just above ground electrical telemetry stuff that we're working on still. We're gonna have to wait until springtime comes to be able to do pavement and stuff like that. Um, we're actually looking at this week to set up a uh, walkthrough to kind of go through some of the project to get ahead of the game of what's been completed already and get the contractor to fix things before we, you know, wait till the last minute until the job's done. And so we're hoping to do that and kind of get a punch list 
set out and scheduled for them to work on what needs to be done as of right now. Um, we've been working with, for the Ninth Street sidewalk project. We've been, me and Alan have been working with Bill Preston. We've been getting him the paperwork that he wants. And uh, um, we were supposed to get plans to the state last week, but on review of the plans, me and Alan caught some stuff that he needed to tweak and change. Uh, I just talked to him tonight. He says that he's planning on dropping the plans off at me in Benton County and the state tomorrow, so the state will have the plans. And so we're moving right along with that. Um, I've got to actually change some paperwork tomorrow when I'm in for Bill and change some numbers around on paperwork. But as far as that goes, is we're on track to, you know, get this project going and, and get it out to bid and hopefully get this thing done and off our plate. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the big things now after we get the Ninth Street stuff done too. Alan, we're, we're working on plans to do the upgrade at the lift station at River Road um, down there. So that's gonna be a huge improvement for us also when we can get that taken care of and just the safety for the safety of our crew and just everything. So, but those are the big things we're working on right now. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, moving on to council committee reports. At Ben Franklin Transit, we're evaluating the general manager and we're going to, um, I think, have executive session on Thursday to complete that evaluation process. To what? I'm sorry. To complete the evaluation process. Once a year, we evaluate the general manager on specific items, and then we fill out the things online, and then they collate the information, and then we have executive session to um, go over the finer points. Okay. Uh, any other council committee reports? Um, I have a report. <coughs> I attended a couple of things this last week. I attended the Friends of Badger Mountain Trail uh, annual meeting, and they have um, finalized their plans to uh, start working on the Vineyard Trail, which will connect with Candy Mountain and Badger Mountain. It will go up through the vineyards on Red Mountain. And as you know, the plans for that trail are to connect over our railroad bridge to um, join our bike path. So we heard the amount of money that the Union Pacific wants for that uh, bridge, which is $750,000, which was way too much money for us to consider for purchasing the bridge. So I went to Olympia on City Action Days last week and I lobbied for support to um, get this trail completed over to Benton City. And um, I spoke with a number of people, but um, our current sen Senator, Maureen Walsh, and Bill Jenkin, our representative, and Skylar Rood, as well as the State Treasurer. And all of them are very excited about trying to help us get this, and it may be able to go on as a capital budget item for 2021. In addition to that, um, I spoke with um, Adam File, who um, is with the county, uh, to see the viability of getting some of the 09 money for the purpose of purchasing the bridge. And he said, as long as we can make an economic argument about it, then he would be open to it. And um, <clears throat> at the Friends of Badger meeting, they mentioned that the Candy Mountain Trail had brought 63,000 people across that trail in just the first year. And um, I was approached then by the head of the um, Regional Chamber of Commerce and he said he would help me create the economic um, argument for that. So it looks like we have a number of routes we might be able to take to get the bridge and complete that link so that Benton City would be in with all the other trails. 
connectivity would be excellent. I mean, I love the hikes and the trails, and I think it adds to the quality of life oh. and the community as well. Um, the piece about the economic um, viability, that would be a piece that would have to be discussed. Um, who, who all did you go to Olympia with? To speak, you said I, I was just wondering, was it just you or were there other people? Um, Shirley Hankins was with me. <coughs> She's my inroads to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Her history. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on now for items for approval. The first one is resolution 2020-03, approving the preliminary plat for Blacktop Estates. In the information that we have been given in the packet, I think it was mentioned several times that the owner did not want to give property for a park, which is one of our requirements. So where are we at with that? Craig, did you want to address that? I know you've been. I mean, it seems to me, based on my reading, and it's a, it's a condition that's a part of our comprehensive plan, mm -hmm. but that would be a condition of uh, final plat approval, that that requirement be met. Okay, so the fact that he has put in here that he doesn't want to give us that. It's a condition of approval. Okay, he, okay. we were going to make that a condition of approval from us. Okay. And that's I think that was based on a recommendation from okay. the commission. Okay, yes, exactly. And that, yes. Right. Okay, I want to make sure that that is covered and that we are not agreeing to right. uh, letting him um, no. not give that for a park. So, yes, thank you. I would say that in, in the variance request, if you look through that information, there isn't a final um, sentence there, a, a condition in where they can make a payment in lieu of, right. but again, um, that's not something I, I think that's um, an A or B alternative, right? You either get a dedication or you can pay. It's, I think that's a determination that the council would make as a body. Okay. Thank you. I move to approve the resolution 2020-03 authorizing the mayor of the city of Benton City to approve the preliminary long flat subdivision known as Black Top Estates. Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <clears throat> okay, the next item this resolution 2020-05, Interlocal Cooperation Agreement with Benton County. So, yeah, with this is, this is a interlocal agreement that we have to do for the Ninth Street project. So part of the application project, you know, we've got to team up with the County because they've got some responsibility in in this whole deal also for um, this project. So this is the interlocal agreement for that to meet all of our requirements through the state for this project to continue forward. So. Okay. Um, any further discussion? Madam Mayor, I move to approve resolution number 2020, and we don't have a number down there. Um, anyway, 2020 dash authorizing dash five. Okay. Authorizing the mayor of the city of Benton City to sign the interlocal cooperative agreement with Benton County certification acceptance for the Ninth Street sidewalk project through the Public Works Department. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Um, then the next item is vouchers. Mrs. Leto. Right, Madam Mayor, I move to approve payment of claim check numbers 30335 through 30350 with EFTs as listed in the amount of $251,000. $419.11 this fourth day of February 2020. Second. 
Okay, roll call, please. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Councilmember Moker? Yes. Uh, Councilmember Letu? Yes. Councilmember Stade? Yes. Uh, Councilmember Gordon? Yes. Okay, thank you. And motion carries. So, now we'll move to items for discussion. And I believe that is going to be an executive uh, session. I think we're going to make that the last. Mm -hmm. Oh. The attorney suggested we do that oh, last. All right. All right. We can move into attorney representation if you're okay with that. Sure. All right. Uh, so the city attorney has suggested that the council get their own attorney representation due to a conflict of interest. I've started working on that and uh, attempting to locate somebody. Uh, contacted Couple, Holtgren, Klaschke, Shea, and Ellard. Uh, I, they have an attorney that's willing to represent us, but I would like council's approval before moving on and having them come out to introduce themselves. And Are those different firms? No, that's all one firm. <laughs> I, I do so. not agree with that okay. choice. But Is there something you would like to do otherwise? Um, was there, did you check with any other representation? So this was the fourth firm I had um, called. Uh, one other one wasn't able to help us due to the mayor consulting with them at one point, so they felt there was a conflict there. Uh, the first one I called referred me to the one that couldn't help us, so it's I've slowly moved down a list. And within that firm, it would might be anybody within that firm. So I'm talking with uh, Candy, who's a representative. She is, uh, I guess, a assistant to the attorney or legal representative. So I'd be happy to call back and and move forward to have them come out and meet the council uh, at a different meeting that they're able to attend. If that's okay with you. I just didn't want to move forward to that point without council's approval. Without fully understanding what we're going in for voting, without all the facts, I'm not comfortable bringing in a lawyer. Okay. I'd like to hear what's going on because I'm coming in blind. Sure. I don't know. I didn't know about this vote. Didn't know what was happening. So I'm not comfortable with a lawyer until I hear the facts of the executive session. Then I'd be more comfortable making that decision. So this, this doesn't actually deal with the executive session. Uh, we've had some issues in the past where the attorneys couldn't give us advice because they represent the entity or the city. Sure. They don't represent the mayor or the council, just the city. That's fair. So uh, to follow with that, they've recommended we get our own attorney to represent us to be able to give us advice. With, along with that, just said another way, sometimes there's conflict because if they represent the mayor and then we say we have a concern sure. with yeah. what's been done from the mayor then, um, and we want to keep it like private and just kind of address it legally, um, there haven't been able to represent us. And then if there's a city financial thing, then we have that concern of uh, bringing it up to the public when we'd rather just kind of work together as a team, but that's been difficult. Craig, are you in it? Is, was I correct in that? Is there anything? Right. I mean, I obviously can't go into details, but when we have an issue that implicates uh, essentially a potential for, you know, the mayor, and this is a caption in a court case, the mayor on one side, Council on the other side, the city attorney just can't be in the middle of that. And the difficulty is when there's potentially a financial loss to the city right. for a certain concern, um, then we really haven't received attorney assistance in that aspect. And I maybe it's because of that same conflict, but I feel like it's kind of like I'd like it to be more of a team. But when in cases where it's not and there's conflict between mayor and council, but the the city could be potentially receive detrimental financial loss. Um, I haven't seen representation in that area either. Right, and I don't want to get into specifics about what, you know. But I'm just saying financial concern. Right. Um, again, the issues crops up when we have a conflict with council that occurs again where we've got, it's, it, I, I can't explain it any, in any more detail than that, that we've got, you know, a disagreement between council and the mayor that you know potentially put puts uh, the city attorney in an awkward position of having to potentially advise both, and those interests are not in alignment with one another. Um, and again, the city attorney's uh, you know duties run to the entity itself, not necessarily a particular 
member of the governing body or the executive branch. Craig, do you want me to add to that? Sure. Okay. Can everybody <coughs> use their mics? Uh, we're missing people. Okay. Hi there. So, specifically to your question, Councilwoman Staley. So, uh, that is correct. So, it's been our interpretation as your city attorney. So. What our role is, is when we feel that, obviously because we represent the municipal corporation, so we're your corporate attorney. You're both the, the, the council, which is like a board, and she, uh, the mayor is the executive. So we have a uh, we have dual representation. We represent you both in your, in your official capacities. So, um, and, and what Craig is saying is absolutely right. Our role, anytime there is a juxtaposition between uh, the interest of either the board or the executive, in this case, the council or the, uh, the mayor, uh, we would have a conflict and we couldn't go forward with that. But, Councilwoman State, you're absolutely right. If there is a potential threat, and what you, and what you mean by that is a financial threat, um, then obviously that's our role to make sure that the entity is protected. That is, that's been our, uh, we, the way we've looked at that, the way we've analyzed that is our role is to, when there's, some, when there's an issue that's made, uh, we have to make that what we call initial inquiry. Once we make that initial inquiry, we do a risk assessment, we base our that legal opinion based on what we've been able to gather through that. If we feel like there is something that we believe is a, uh, a risk to the entity at that point, we bring that forward, and that's when other people may need to, to get other attorneys. That's when our role will kick in. In this particular situation, with regard to the uh, specifics that you're talking about, we went through that initial inquiry. We did not feel that the, the entity was at risk, so at that point, the council still felt they had some concerns, and our recommendation to the council was, you need to seek, those may in fact be there, but those those issues that you feel, or that the council feels that may still be there, aren't related to a particular threat, or what we would consider a viable threat to the entity, and liability to the entity. So that's how we kind of came to that conclusion. I know that's a lot of legal speak, and I'm sorry to drag you through that, but that's, uh, that's how we got to where we're at, uh, there, that doesn't mean, I want to be clear, that doesn't mean that there's still not valid uh, concerns that the council may have and want to bring forward that would uh, be uh, viable issues, <coughs> issues that they would want to have to see addressed legally. That just doesn't mean, it was our assessment that those issues didn't put the municipal corporation at risk, and that's where we stopped. Yes. So just so you yeah. understand the background. So is this something the council would like me to move forward on, or no? Yes. Yes. Kayla, please. <laughs> oh, I guess my question is, where, where does the funding for the lawyer come from? I'm not familiar with that process. I'm not either, uh, and until we, we have the attorney actually come out and speak to us um, to get that information, I don't know, our city attorneys couldn't even answer that for me. Got it. Is it like a free consultation, him coming out, or are we paying for his time when he comes out as well? I will make sure it's it's something okay. free. Well, I have to go to their office or they can come out here. Sure. We'll, we'll investigate that for That me. would be my concern. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all have that concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's free, I'm in. Perfect. <laughs> if there's nothing else on that, uh, there's been a planning commission vacancy. Uh, Steve Zetz resigned his position last night. Um, I don't know if somebody wants to read his letter out, but... I should have been prepared. I would love to read that letter. Okay. Let's see if I can get to it. I've got it up in the you? Yeah, absolutely. Greetings, honorable council members. I am writing you as a concerned citizen of Benton City. It has come to my attention today that City Clerk, Finance Director, Planning Director, Utility Billing Supervisor, just to name a few of her duties, Stephanie Cobb has resigned. But as I am sure you are aware, this really isn't the case. She was forced out by Mayor Linda Liam. As city council members, I would ask you why. Because she enforced the rules? because we have laws and ordinances designed for the greater good of Benton City. These rules, regulations, are not absolute. They can be changed, modified, or repealed following a process. What they should never be is ignored or circumvented by an elected official overstepping their authority. 
Benton City is no different than any other city. There will be residents who believe that when the rules are applied to them that it's unfair. They will go to their elected officials looking for the law to be ignored, broken, to be treated different than the rest of the population. It's these times that separate those who represent the people and uphold the law, and those that serve their own egos and desire to be liked above all else. The hardest part about being a leader is having the integrity to say no when it's required. Stephanie Hogg has done so much for Benton City. Time and time again, I have watched her weather the storm, sent her way er, by those who believe themselves to be above the law, she did so with dignity and respect, dusted herself off, and waited for the next one. Her departure is a great loss to Benton City, but rises to a travesty when you examine the reasons. I do not know what vision Mayor Lehan, Lehman sorry, has for Benton City. I do not know how the greater good, or not simply her own or a few of her friends, is served by chasing away talented public servants. Perhaps she can publicly explain her actions, but I do know that, what I do know is that I can no longer serve as a member of the planning commission under leadership that finds the rule of law an obstacle. Leadership that believes all white people are racist and worthy of admonishment on the 4th of July, and an economic division devoid of actual benefit to our local establishments who do so des desperately need it. I ask that you accept this letter as my official resignation from the Benton City Planning Commission. I wish you the best during this difficult time and thank you for the opportunity to serve. Steve Zetz. I feel that that spoke very highly and Steve was a great asset to us and I, he'll be sorely missed. The Planning Commission, I don't know if you were aware of his plans on that or not, um, but I'm sure you'll be filling his position as needed. So. And uh, the next item on the discussion was, I was just curious if we can have more information on our temporary employee. Um, yes, that you brought and up. I was planning to do that okay. in the executive Absolutely. session. Okay, well, I thought maybe the public would like to hear a little more about him also if we Fine. can do it if we can do it we can do that would you like to speak or would you like me to speak? Uh, <coughs> recently retired from the city of richland well i'll say recent it's been eight years i worked for the city oh, of richland can, as a city can you, can you, you give him the mic yeah. thank you sorry i retired from the city of richland after 30 years of service as a cfo uh, prior to that i was cfo for the city of winfield back in kansas uh, as well as a city clerk back there i was the youngest city clerk in the state of Kansas back in the day. Uh, <coughs> but uh, anyway, and then I worked at the retirement. I went to work for the city of Ellensburg as an interim finance director, as well as the city of Paso recently, uh, last year. I was called to come in and to assist you folks, given that Stephanie's leaving, and which I'm happy to do so. Uh, so that's kind of my experience. And you're a, is it temporary employee? Is that what I'm mm -hmm. understanding? Yeah, I'm temporary. My wife would want me to go home. Is there, a time, is there a time frame that we're looking at? Or? We have to figure out what was going on, uh, get the books in order, and once um, he's comfortable with that and can uh, train in the next person, we will go out for a, a request for people to, to uh, for employment. Um, I appreciate you coming in at the last second, obviously, and it's not an easy place for you, I'm sure. What day did you request, what, what day did you offer to come work here? And when did that transpire? When did that transpire? Yeah. Oh, probably about three weeks ago or so. Two to three weeks. Okay, thank you. I started yesterday. What books are it, what books is it that need to be chopped in order? Someone has to figure out the reporting requirements and where all the money is and that sort of thing. I'm not accusing her of doing anything wrong. She has not done anything wrong in that regard. Um, but someone that has the background has to look at it. I can't go in and do that. 
one of the, one of the requirements given at the end of the year, the books are remain open till the 20th of January, so the books are not closed for 2019. So we have to go through a process to keep the books open till the 20th of January, which we did, and to pay out outstanding uh, vouchers that may be coming our way for goods and services that were received in December of last year. So once that's all closed out, then we can uh, move forward with January and the rest of the months as we move forward. But there's nothing wrong with the books per se. It's just a, it's a time-consuming process that we have to go through. I do appreciate the clarification from Cindy Delore because the comment that way that was stated, I was like, that inference could be get the books in order. It could be it could be received either way. So thank you for the clarification and for that question. Yes, sir. Mr. Allen. Uh, may I speak, Mayor? Yes. I listened to your letter that Steve written, and he is on the plan, was on the planning commission. I am the chair for that commission. Uh, he is definitely going to be missed, that is true. My concern is is that I don't know of whether or not, uh, as we were going through the list here, maybe Alzheimer's is kicking in, I don't know. Can, can you speak but, into the mic for us? Uh, it could be. Can you speak oh, into the oh, mic? it's not working. Can't take care of that. <laughs> Testing one, two, yeah, it's working. There you go, thank you. Close. Right. Anyway, uh, I, I did check and, and I was going through this and I figured maybe Alzheimer's kicked in or something because I, Steve went through the different things here, and I see that, uh, did you pass it up? Did we were, I don't remember hearing anything about the Benton City Chamber report, or did you just say there was oh, no report? we changed the agenda. That was pulled. The Chamber called ye yesterday and indicated they would not be provided with the yes. report for tonight. Okay, so that, okay, so I, I was paying attention. <laughs> and so. And then another thing is, usually when I, in one of these meetings, and I've been to several of them over the years, uh, and it's a lot of mayors, and uh, uh, I didn't notice, I noticed that the engineer wasn't here. So is that not happening anymore? Is that the deal or what? That's correct. Um, we still have the engineer, but in order to save money, Mr. Kurth is presenting uh, the engineer's report. Mr. Kurth is. Yes. Okay. So he's given a report on that. So, yes. Okay. I hope I, I hope we get some applicants for the, the planning commission. Whatever you folks decide to do, I hope you do it with an open mind and keep your minds wide open of what's going on and what's not going on, whatever that may be. I can't make your decisions for you. You have to make your own, that's for sure. But I ask that you keep an open mind with it and, and explore air on everything and look into everything to make sure everything is the way it should be. So this is a very serious time. It is very hard and it is not a, probably a good thing that the city has to go through all this. Whether they do or they don't, it's happening. And we need to make the best thing of it, and I ask that all of you, including the mayor and everybody else involved, and I would ask Margaret, so she does all the recording, that I would ask that everybody, everybody, get a copy of Robert's Rules of Order and follow it. So this meeting is run as it should be run, and people stay on task, they stay on the agenda, and they do what they're supposed to be doing and don't go off. If you accept visitor comments like I'm doing right now, that would not be tolerated in my meeting. Okay, you need to look into that. It's something that's very important. Who belongs and who doesn't belong and when they start saying things, you're gonna be blindsided from people saying things that you're gonna know nothing about and you're gonna be the bad person when it all comes down. So I just give you that information because it does happen that way. And anybody that's been experienced with all this, they know that's what, that's what it's all about. So with that, I wish you the best of luck. And, and hopefully I get somebody in there as good as I had with Steve. All the rest of them that I have are superb. They're very, very much into it. And I am proud of each and every one of them. So I hope 
you can have that same thing here. Please do. Thank you. Thank you. Is that the end of your items? Um, yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then at this time, I would like to close the regular meeting of the council, and we will go into executive session. Um, meeting is adjourned, and it will be probably an hour, I imagine, before we will reconvene, if anyone's still here. <laughs> Although there will be no discussion items further than that, so um, that's where we stand.